This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. I want to thank everyone listening to us live on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. And joining me in the studio today is our lead financial advisor, planner, and well-rested leader of the office, Lori Gross. Good morning. Oh, were you waiting on me? Because, you know, I'm still on vacation here. <laughs> Lori took a vacation. Yes, she did. A much needed one. Absolutely. And so uh, she's going through her process of re- retraining and orientation today. Well, you know, when you go to the the southern part of Ohio for a long getaway weekend and there's, you know, pretty much no cell reception, no computers access, you know, you get away from all technology. It is the most fabulous thing in the world as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never tried that. It seems a little scary to me. Oh, you should try it. It's great. Nobody can get a hold of you. You just go and relax and enjoy the serenity of the hills. And mm. Mm. it is a beautiful place where they where they go down there. It's very nice. Oh, yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a national park, right? Or a state or, park? Right at the edge of Wayne National Forest. It's it's fabulous oh, wow. place. Wow. How about you, Rob? What have you been up to? Well, I've been up to uh, holding down the fort while Lori's gone. And, and when, while she's gone, we realize how much we miss her. So she's got a big stack Aww. of stuff to do. And uh, it's just been, uh, it's harvest time here. Dodging farm equipment is uh, now a sport. <laughs> I love it. it. It really is. But we are, we're still got some folks coming in from our last seminar. We're, we're wrapping up the last uh, few of those folks. We're starting to see some traction on some other stuff we're working on. So it's a busy time. This is typically a, a busy time of year. People doing year-end uh, investing, year-end tax planning. So it, it never changes. Just uh, the main reason changes. Sure. So speaking of the main reason, Rob, what are we talking about on today's show? Well, before I get to that, I want to introduce this strange voice everybody's hearing, (laughs) our radio Sherpa, our fearless radio guide and co-host, Tony Shore, that disembodied voice you've been hearing. Oh, yeah. Well, it's radio. It's not a visual medium. Thank God. Um, (laughs) Thank the Lord. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for having me on your show once again. Good morning, Rob. Good morning, Lori. I'm happy to be here and I'm excited and curious to find out what we're talking about today. Well, it's the the first show of the the month, so we typically this is when we talk about market outlook and insights. Just kind of a view of what we've seen in the last month, where we think the market might be going, and give folks some ideas of what they might be able to do to adjust as we do those things. So we're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk a lot about education, some historical perspective, because really what we want our clients to be able to do is to have ideas on how to navigate and respond to market events. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. I look forward to that conversation. Uh, and I look forward to this show each month. I know we do this once a month and 
Uh, I'm always waiting for that next hot stock tip, but that's not what it's about, is it? Um, uh, it's about talking about market information that we get bombarded with and uh, making it understandable. I know that's what you do for us, Rob and Lori, but you also help us understand how the markets affect our everyday lives. And ultimately, that's going to affect our retirement, right? Absolutely, Tony. And as you said, there will be no hot stock tips. And what people <laughs> own in their own investment portfolio is very personal. It should be based yeah. on what their specific risk tolerance is, their investment time horizon, income needs, and what they want to leave as a financial legacy. At Outlook Financial Center, our view is very long-term and strategic. Uh, Lori and I are also at investment advisor representatives, so we coordinate and integrate our work with our sister company, Wellness Investment Advisors, that's a registered investment advisory firm that acts in a fiduciary capacity, just like all of us here at Outlook Financial Center do. So let's jump in, talk about recent events, trends, and how we might incorporate what we are seeing and learning into our own portfolios and our own retirement income plans. Right. Uh, it sounds great. I mean, uh, I know that between the news media, internet, uh, social media, all the other information sources out there, it's hard to know where to start. Uh, all these current topics like tariffs, trade wars, inflation, the midterm elections that are coming up, and of course the recent tax reform, all this information can be overwhelming. Uh, too much information out there. So where do we start? Where are we starting today? Well, Tony, let's start with some his historical perspective. It's October, you know, we all got to get used to that. It's it's the last uh, quarter of the year now. Wow. Summer is officially over. Kids are back wow. in school, you know. Um, harvest is underway, as Rob mentioned. Um, temperatures are starting to cool off, not probably as much as some people would like for October, but they are starting to cool off. Um, and, and we're entering that last quarter of the year. And it's interesting to note that the S&P 500 has gained an average of 5% total return. and. 20 of the last 25 final quarters have produced a positive total return gain. Now, last month we talked about how September was historically the worst month of the year. September wasn't great, but it did show a small positive gain. And all this is good news, so we can enter the last quarter with some optimism. Interesting. I think it's interesting that we look at history and try to learn lessons for today. Uh, that's a good thing. September could have been a, a real bad one, but what's what's on the horizon for October and beyond, Lori? Well, the third quarter in history and markets are standing tall despite warnings of seasonal weakness and further trade concerns. U.S. stocks led by the red-hot growth sector uh, set two records in the third quarter. Most analysis agree that this this is now the longest running bull market ever, and major indices achieved all-time record levels in September. Uh, growth has been an important factor as the U.S. GDP growth hit 4.2% in the second quarter. Uh, supportive fiscal policy, confident consumers, strong corporate earnings, and low interest rates may likely keep momentum positive through year end. Uh, the Federal Reserve is sticking to their well-telegraphed game plan of gradually rising short-term interest rates, uh, 25 basis points per quarter. And the September move marks the fourth consecutive quarterly rate hike, bringing that targeted Fed funds rate to uh, 2 to 2.25%. 
the the journey to a normalized monetary policy is underway as as the Fed simultaneously tries to shrink their balance sheet while raising short-term interest rates. Now, the Fed needs to get all their, their tools back in the toolbox before the, the next economic downturn hits. So far, so good. Uh, but they will need years to completely finish the job as the balance sheet reduction project uh, project is it still in its infancy. Yeah. I mean, the roller coaster rides the market gives us, they never end, do they? I mean, it seems like for every piece of good news, the analysts are determined to give us something else to worry about. Uh, what are some of the issues we need to be paying attention to, though, Rob? There are many things the analysts worry about. And let's face it, the analysts are always worried about something. Yeah, like uh, running out of cheese. That's it, what it, I worry about. That's what uh, I worry about. Or pizza. Yeah, exactly. So, Wow, you guys sound like a couple of teenagers. <laughs> well, we that's, just know that's what certainly like. in the news today, isn't it? But yeah. I digress. We'll, well come yes. to that. Yeah, right now, the analysts, what are they worrying about? Uh, trade and trade agreements are still a hot potato for the market. And despite all the facts, the tweets and the opinions, really the market's taking all of that uncertainty right in stride. Uh, yeah. President Trump announced a preliminary agreement with Mexico to modernize NAFTA. The market loved it. And even Canada, at the last minute, jumped in before they were going to be shut out of it. China and the U.S. continue to up the tariff ante. They're, they're still slapping tariffs on each other, yeah. although the tariffs they've been hitting us with and, and us to them have been lower than expected. So we'll see if that's going to start calming down here in a little bit. Because the end game, we don't know what it looks like, but it appears that that ramping up rhetoric and action is becoming less of a market negative. And I find that very interesting. Yeah. And, a, and a final trading agreement between the U.S. and China may well prove, if we actually get there, to be a very uh, future bullish catalyst for stocks. Well, that's quite a list you've got there, uh, things to be concerned about. And, and we're in the longest running bull market in history right now. So... Uh, when are we going to have a real correction? That's the big question, I think. That's what I would like to know and everybody would like to know. Physics tells us what goes up must come down. I always love to say that because it's so true. Uh, so is the next recession on its way then? Well, you know, here, here are two safe forecasts, you know, the kind that you can actually count on. First, the U.S. economy will sink into a recession. Second, no one knows when the recession will arrive. Warren Buffett and I agree that nobody can time the market. Taken all together, though, these two forecasts have critical implications for managing your finances. What's the, what is the recession is coming soon crowd focusing on? Um, their, their consensus expectation is that the economic boosts from the corporate tax cuts will fade in coming quarters. They believe the GDP numbers so far don't show the administration's promised surge in business investment, the kind that that lends that leads to higher substantial sustainable growth. Instead, as the economy shifts into lower gear, they think it'll be vulnerable to a stumble or unexpected shock with government, uh, businesses and consumer debt at, at nosebleed levels. Uh, the Fed and other central banks are hiking short term rates, always a tricky maneuver that can backfire. And in the meantime, the Chinese economy is, is showing signs of stress and growth is faltering in that in most developing nations. The recession is coming soon crowd has some valid concerns and the risks are real. And as we've discussed before, markets know how to handle risk, but they really dislike uncertainty. Right. And that's that's huge. Uh, obviously, 
this is good information. I've got more specific questions, though, about this, but I think they'll have to wait until our next segment. Is there anything else you want to share before we take a quick break here? Well, Tony, our ability to get market information 24-7, the data overload is just too much for a lot of folks, and it can be difficult to figure out, what do I do with all this information? So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 and start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review, and that's going to be personalized to your specific situation. You can go into our website, outlookfc.com, click on the investment management menu and fill out the appointment request online if you prefer to do the online. We encourage you also while you're there, explore all the educational resources on our website and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. Our team here is always with you. We're there for you for the long haul. We want our clients to be aware and knowledgeable about how the investment markets affect them and their retirement income plannings, because our goal ultimately is to have all of our clients retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Right. And that's a great motto to have and very helpful for our listeners out there. I hope they take advantage of this offer, pick up the phone, give you a call, set up a complimentary consultation uh, with yourself or Lori there. Uh, and thanks for that, Rob. Uh, stay tuned, listeners. We're going to be right back with more of Lori Gross and Rob Burnett here on Financial Wellness Radio. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Outlook Financial Center by visiting outlookfc.com or calling us at 937-552-9990. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio. I'm Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. And I'd like to thank again everyone for listening to us live and on our podcast or streaming us on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. In the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. And this week we're talking about market outlook and insights for October of 2018. In the first segment of the show, we were discussing market results for the third quarter, historical trends for the fourth quarter, and some concerns surrounding the inevitable market correction. Well, thanks for the recap, Lori. And now let's talk about the elephant in the room, the and not myself uh, this time. <laughs> uh, we're talking about the upcoming midterm elections. It seems like that's on everybody's mind. And uh, you, you, we hear all the crazy political ads and talking heads, uh, they would lead us to believe that Armageddon is around the corner, regardless of who wins. So help us cut through the noise. Rob, what's really going on here? Well, Tony, we have a very interesting situation going right now. It's kind of like that TV talk show with a host and two guests. The host has lost control, and all three are trying to shout out all over the other two. I'm sure you've seen that on some of the TV oh, shows. yeah. yeah. It's nuts. You can't understand anything. It's just a lot of noise. So what are the three major conversations I'm referring to? The first one you talked about is midterm elections. The second one, which is a a huge sideshow, is the Supreme Court nomination. That's taking up a lot of oxygen in the conversation. And the third thing is the economy. Now, here's what's interesting. There's terrific economic news, as we've discussed, but it's getting lost in the noise from the midterm elections and and the Supreme, Supreme Court nomination. So you think about this, the second quarter gross domestic product came in at 4.1% annual rate. 
That's huge for the economy. The, the gross domestic product GDP growth, it's healthy. The unemployment rates at 3.9% and the labor force participation rates climbing. Well, and business and consumer confidence is high too and, and inflation is moderate. The Federal Reserve is is confident that enough is confident enough in the economy's resilience that it it will continue its short term interest rates program. Uh, the markets will continue to closely watch the upcoming midterm elections as shifts in the balance of power in Washington could have meaningful implications for fiscal policy and foreign relations. However, you know it isn't clear that the midterm congressional elections on November 6th, which could conceivably see Republicans lose control of the House and, though less likely, the Senate, would be enough to derail this bull market. Analysts usually chalk it up to uncertainty since midterms typically see the incumbent uh, president's party lose seats. Uh, That same look at historical performance shows the stocks tend to do just fine as Election Day nears, and in the aftermath of the vote, regardless of the outcome, you know, as in uncertainty begins to fade away. Remember, markets hate uncertainty, but as the analysts always caution, history is just a guide. Moreover, it isn't clear that the performance is necessarily all about politics and uncertainty. The performance may have more to do with the confidence of the traditional drivers, and that's a growth in earnings. And as we've mentioned before, growth in earnings are strong. They're expected to continue that way for the next several months. The situation is still very fluid. Well, there's certainly a lot going on here. I mean, we have that never-ending 24-7 news cycle, which makes me feel like I'm being buried in competing data and commentary from the media. I keep worrying about when the next shoe will drop uh, or show will drop in this case. What do I do when that inevitable market correction occurs? Well, what do you do, Tony? You already know the answer, and that's it depends. It depends. Yeah. What kind of investor are you besides the one who doesn't want to ever lose money in the market? Are you a long-term, near-term, or a short-term investor? Your invest investment time horizon is a critical factor in structuring a, a proper portfolio strategy And for long-term investors, if you're more than 10 to 15 years from retirement, you probably don't have to worry about what the market does on on a given day. The key to long-term investing is defining your risk tolerance beforehand and building a portfolio that you're comfortable with. It's called asset allocation. And once you have settled on it, you need to not worry unless your allocation gets completely out of whack. At that point, you rebalance the portfolio back to the desired allocation that you're comfortable with. For near-term investors, even if you are close to retirement, your portfolio allocation should reflect that. You may have a greater percentage in fixed income or dividend-paying investments in in an attempt to increase the income that your portfolio produces. But once you have an allocation that works for you, the rebalancing strategy is the same. You may want to check in on your portfolio more frequently, or you may decide to make a move if the market goes down you know, more than a set percentage. This is known as a, a trigger and is something that we track here at Outlook Financial Center very closely. And for my favorite group, the short-term investors. These are the people who enjoy paying attention to the stock market. Most people don't, but if you really do love it, you might make money buying and selling individual stocks and other securities. Now, I'm all for this, However, don't risk your retirement money in this type of investing until you're very sure of yourself 
and maybe not even then. Build a fund money portfolio for stock trading. I have a lot of clients do this. I get their mm-hmm. retirement money and they have their play account and they're perfectly happy to leave it that way. Uh, you've been talking a lot about the stock market. What about the bond market? Historically, I know bonds have been a mainstay for retirees in generating income for retirement and uh, a little bit more stable vehicle than just putting everything uh, in the main stock market. And you've taught our listeners that when interest rates are rising, bond values go down. So where do you go then to invest income when interest rates are rising like they are right now? Well, that's a great question, Tony. Fixed income investing was tough enough in a low interest rate environment. Now with interest rates rising and they're going to be rising for the foreseeable future based on the Federal Reserve actions, you need to look at some income alternatives outside of the traditional bond market. And many advisors will try to get you to believe that bonds are less risky than stocks. That's just total nonsense. Bond risks are just different than stock risks. So if you want to avoid some of the risk inherent in bonds, you may want to consider what we call pass-through securities. These types of securities are required to pay out almost all of their earnings in cash distributions. As a result, these pass-through entities don't pay corporate taxes and can pass along to investors their earnings before taxes, and that avoids the double taxation that you see coming out of traditional dividends and bonds. Now, there are four broad categories of pass-through securities, so let's take some time to talk about each one. The first one is called closed-end funds. They're composed of specialized uh, portfolio securities. They're actively managed by an investment advisor, and typically they concentrate in a specific industry, geographic market, or sector. They can be debt or equity-based funds, so they can be stocks or bonds, and they invest primarily in bank loans, high-yield securities, High yield securities could, if they're bonds, it could be called junk bonds. Uh, foreign securities, including those in emergency markets, or mortgage or asset backed securities. Closed in funds must distribute substantially all of their income to the shareholders. Well, the next one we want to talk about is real estate investment trusts, or REITs, as some people refer to them. Uh, they can either invest in income producing real estate properties or in mortgages, and there are some known as hybrid REITs, which invest in both. Uh, REITs must distribute almost all of their income to the shareholders. Here's an area, uh, a third one that I've used in the past with clients that most folks haven't heard about. It's called asset management and business development companies. You'll see them I just referred to as BDCs, business development companies. That's an organization that invests in and helps small and medium-sized companies grow in the initial stages of their development. Uh, The asset management firms that are structured as partnerships are also eligible for this favorable treatment. These uh, business development companies have to distribute substantially all their income to the shareholders, much like you see in the REITs, much like you see in the closed-end funds, and it's a great tax-advantaged scenario to do that. Well, and the fourth one we want to touch on is master limited partnerships. These include energy production, uh, transportation and processing companies. A master limited partnership must generate 90% of its revenue from natural resources, i.e., you know, energy pipelines, energy storage, commodities, and or real estate. Well, and I think that's really important to understand all this and uh, real estate partnerships Uh, It can get confusing, though. I didn't know there were so many ways that we could generate income from a portfolio outside of using bonds. Well, and one more thing on fixed income investing, Tony, Uh, unless dealing with moral or ethical considerations, uh, do not make 
we want you to make sure that you don't make fixed income investment decisions for the bond portion of your portfolio based solely upon how you feel about a company's products or services. Benjamin Graham, known as the father of value investing, wrote a particularly beautiful passage touching upon the point, which can be found in the 1940 edition of his book, Security Analysis. And in this book, Graham stated that by a coincidence of all three of the non-cumulative industrial preferred stocks in our list belong to companies in the snuff business. This fact is interesting, not because it proves the, the investment primacy of snuff, but because of the strong reminder that that it offers that the investor cannot safely judge the merits or demerits of a security by his personal reaction to the kind of business in which it's engaged. An outstanding record for a long period in the past, plus strong evidence of uh, inherent stability, plus the absence of any concrete reason to expect a, a substantial change for the worse in the future, afford probably the only sound basis available for the selection of a fixed value investment. Now, now we get kind of wordy in our business, and Benjamin Graham is, is guilty of that as much. So let me, let me break <laughs> yeah. this down. What he's really talking about is the fact that choosing bonds and fixed income securities is inherently an art of negative selection. You're looking for a reason not to buy something, since your major concern is whether or not the enterprise is capable of returning the promised principal plus interest on the money you've loaned to it. So if you have an investor that says, you know what, I don't want to buy snuff companies, smokeless tobacco companies. I don't want to buy their preferred stocks. I don't want to buy their bonds because that person's not a fan of the industry. And if that's the case, they have to content themselves with potentially higher risk and or lower return. And if you look at it, that's really what the socially responsible investing movement is all about. Now, you'll hear it called ESG also, environmental, social, and governmental uh, responsible investing. You're going to have trade-offs there. If you go, if you're looking at companies in that universe, you're by definition going to have a smaller uh, number of stocks and bonds to choose from in those particular companies. However, companies are becoming much more socially conscious and you're getting more and more choices about that. You can't always have your cake and eat it too. And it might not be fair, but it's a fact. Right. Right. Well, unfortunately, our time is up for this week's show. A lot of great information here. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Well, Tony, we always hope that our Market Outlook and Insights conversation was educational, provide some answers to clients and give them some confidence to uh, look at their own financial statements and not panic. We see quite a bit of that. Uh, get past the data overload. Give us a call at, at area code 937-552-9990. Start the process to get your own portfolio analysis review so we can get your questions answered and find a way we can work together so you can achieve the dream we have for all of our clients, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right. That concludes our time for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with our hosts, Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com.
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.